Good to see you. last week real quick. Um, I heard you yesterday say that uh, Quiff's touchdown when where he pinned the ball against the defender and kind of came away with it, that it was maybe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe the most impressive catch you'd seen him make. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if you could describe just the degree of difficulty on that and kind of talk through that play. Yeah, he, uh, he has really improved since, uh, since uh, he has played for me personally, even dating back to the prior place that we were at uh, with his ball skills. Um, he's a unique guy now. He's got He's got some things going on with his hands that are a little bit different. His thumb doesn't move like the rest of ours does. It's he's he's got a little bit of a disability there. So for him to be able to really improve his ball skills, he's had to work beyond some disabilities there, which is pretty pretty interesting. Uh, if you ever get to talk to him again, you might want to take a look at it. It's pretty interesting. But he he uh, he hasn't made a lot of plays where he's gone over the top of guys like that before, and he's not the biggest guy as it is. So. Um, I know that play was important to him. He, he wanted us to call that play in the game. He felt good about it. And when he got his opportunity, there wasn't going to be much that was going to keep him from making that play. And it was thrown short, uh, and it was behind the defender's back, and he went over the top of him and grabbed it and brought it back over his head, which one of the things I was really proud of is how he brought it back over his head because, you know, we talk about when you're in the end zone, all you have to do is possess it. So try to get it over your head so they can't get the ball out of your hands. And if you can possess it, you leave it down, they'll knock it out, and you got to possess it all the way through the end zone. So uh, he did a couple of key things there that was pretty impressive. Little things like that, are those signs of progress? I mean, your guys doing those things this year that, that maybe they weren't doing as much last year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, just some of the things that are starting to show up from a fundamental standpoint, uh, really just the, the, the way in which our guys on special teams we're ready for play. Uh, we, we pulled up a clip yesterday on punt return, and, and we were able to just really use one of the first clip as ready for play. How do you, how do you look? What does your demeanor look like when you're ready for play? And their pad level, uh, just the things that they were doing uh, really in, in all phases of the, of the game gave them a good chance. You know, I mean, it's like we talked about the other day. A great start makes for a great finish, and we put a lot of emphasis on stance. Uh, and start in every position. And um, really seeing our guys play with better pad level, striking low to high, um, really keeping their strength uh, really where it should be, which is inside out with their elbows and being, being able to good, create a good, strong base. Uh, there was some good carryover, and those are things that you like to see. Looking at Ohio, defensively, what do you see from them on the You know, talented football team, they, uh, they've returned uh, a lot of really good players up front. Uh, their front is going to be a challenge. Uh, their front, their linebackers have quite a bit of experience. Uh, their front is nasty. they got some guys that can play up there. Uh, they don't have as much experience in the back end. I know they, uh, they gave up quite a few passes last week, a few explosives, and I know Coach wasn't very happy about that. But there's some young players back there, and I know that they're going to get better. A lot of guys make their best jump between week one and week two, uh, and that's all of us throughout the country. So just knowing Coach Solich and what a great coach he is, those guys, we better be ready to go because they're going to—they definitely won't make the same mistakes that they made last week. Uh, but their front is talented. Uh, I really have enjoyed watching those guys play, just because we need to be like them in terms of how much pressure they can create with four rushers. They do a really nice job there. Um, you know, 
they're going to play what they play. They're going to line up sound, and they're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them. You're going to have to beat them. They, they are a very sound football team, which is exactly what you expect from Coach Solich. Very disciplined. Uh, and even, even the young guys, they don't really look like young guys to me. And to me, when you get your program built, and I think one of the most interesting things I've read about this, this group that I didn't really know about is the head coach, the offense coordinator, the defensive coordinator have been there for 12 years. You just don't see that kind of stability in our game anymore. And I think that speaks volumes to Coach Solich and what he's done there and really that program. And when you're able to do that, young players play a lot better, a lot quicker because the stability has been there. Cold Coach Solich, one of your coaching idols, uh, why is that and, and what, how far do you go back with him? Well, I really don't go back with him myself personally. Uh, this will be the first time I've ever really gotten to spend uh, any time with him personally. But he's just one of the guys that have done it. He's done it the right way everywhere he's been. He's a class guy. And the thing that you always see from his football teams is you just see class. You see a picture of integrity uh, on and off the field. And, uh, you know, he's been doing it for a long, long time. And you can't maintain a staff that long without having something about you that, that allows that to happen. And there's no doubt why he's been able to do it, just because of his steady nature that he is. Um, so I'm looking forward to coaching against him. Just really the main thing for me is he's just such a man of character, and his teams are always sound. They line up right. You're going to have to beat them. They're not going. They're not going to beat themselves. Coming off the win, is, is this Monday and Tuesday felt felt different than, than all the uh, Mondays and Tuesdays before? Uh, yeah, it has. Obviously, there's some momentum coming off of that. Uh, a lot more smiles walking in that building, and you know, a lot more uh, hopping their steps, so to speak, when we got to the practice field yesterday, which was good to see. I thought the thing that I really felt good about was how they how they lifted yesterday morning. Um, and that, that was the first time we had seen them since the game. And you're always kind of worried about how they're going to respond. But, man, they did a really good job. They did a really good job. Coach Jackson was pleased with them. I was pleased with them. And then we carried that over to the field. I thought the practice was spirited. Uh, I thought the uh, energy was really good. And I thought the retention from week one to week two with the, with the scout report that we were putting together for this team was really good. Um, I think it's, it's motivated and it's driving those guys. So they like that taste, and, and so do we. So we're going to keep working and try to earn another one. Did you see anything on the tape from Saturday's game that maybe you didn't see during the game that surprised you or, or caught your interest? Yeah, there was a couple things that stuck out to me. Um, you know, we talk a lot around here about doing dirty work, and dirty work is the non-glorifying uh, stuff that doesn't stand out throughout the week. Uh, and a couple of things that stick out to me was the play of our offensive line. Uh, you really want to see improvement from year to year with those guys. And they, they did some really good things the other day. I thought their pad level was good. I thought their hand placement was good. Just technically, they were way, way more, uh, um, they were way past what they were last year. So that's good to see. Uh, but guys like Chase Harrell, Chase Harrell and what he did in the blocking game out wide was, man, he did some dirty work. And that's not the work that many people want to do, but, man, it needs to be done on championship ball clubs. And that stuff starts to show up. Our guys blocking on the perimeter and, and the, the nice blocks that they threw to create some explosive runs. You can't get explosive runs without perimeter blocking. And our guys uh, took pride in that. And Chase had a couple of knockdowns that were pretty impressive. I mean, I even sent them to Mike Evans because he reminds me a little bit about Mike Evans. And, and uh you know, Mike was like, yeah, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. And, I mean, Chase is a big, strong guy, and he had a couple of impressive blocks that really stood out to me. Coach, 
Michael Zuniker, he's been around forever. No one really talks about him. He doesn't really have a position, but he's out there. He's getting reps, making plays, coming from Columbia, which is probably not a bad for uh, recruiting. Can you just talk about his history. Yeah, he's a coach's son. Uh, and if you've met his dad, man, what a great, great guy. But he's a baseball coach. Uh, but he's been around that football game his whole life. Uh, and Mike is a guy that is very, very intelligent that can do a lot of things for us, uh, particularly in that hybrid position that he's playing where he can attach a tight end spot, he can be in the backfield, we can move him around. Uh, he's very intelligent, which helps him, you know, with regard to being able to do multiple things. And that's been good. He's actually a little bit quicker than you think, which has been really good for us. Um, Mike's one of those guys that earned a scholarship here. He didn't come here on scholarship. And, man, he, he is, uh, he's given us value for that, which is what you want. That's what you hope for. Uh, but a, a great story because he's a guy that I don't think many people thought would be playing very much for us. And he had, he had a really nice explosive force on a little naked boot the other day that was really good. So hopefully we can, we can keep him well. And, and uh, you know, he's a little banged up from the game Saturday, but I think he's going to be fine going into this week. But he's been a nice surprise for us. You know, you talked a little bit about other guys that surprised us. Uh, Kyle Mayberry, I mean, that guy played a lot for us last, last week as a true freshman um, really playing in a press corner position, which is very difficult for a true freshman. I look up out there and Bryce Tornadin playing, Mike Lee is playing. Uh, you're seeing a bunch of freshmen out there. Isaiah Bean is playing, and Isaiah Bean play, is playing in some key times coming off the edge rushing the passer. Uh, he, you know, he learned, some, he learned some good stuff on Saturday about how to get away from holds and things like that because he was being held, and you're going to get hold when you're fast, and he's fast. So uh, it was good to see those young guys. Uh, Adeniji, the, the, the freshman who started his first game, uh, Akeem is a very talented young guy, very um, very pleased with what he's been doing. It's no surprise he's from Garland, Texas, you know, as a result. <laughs> Did you see that many opportunities for freshmen? Probably not that many, Kevin, to be honest with you. I mean, we knew that there were going to be a few of them that were going to have to help us early. We knew Isaiah Beam was going to help us early. We knew that uh, Adeniji was going to help us early. We knew, uh, we, we knew that, uh, I mean, we knew Khalil Herbert was going to start the game earlier in the week. We didn't say anything, but we knew he was going to start the game. Um, we knew he was going to help us. Uh, you know, there was a few others that we thought were going to help us, but their week of practice went downhill, so they didn't help us at all. So it, w it was a great lesson for a bunch of guys that had opportunities to play Saturday, but they didn't get to play because the week started getting a little bit tough for them. So I think they learned hard lessons because you go through that camp and that grind – and then things start getting a little bit tough on you, and instead of fighting through, you gotta, it, you know, you wind up getting what you earn. And there was a couple of really good football players that didn't get to play play Saturday. That we need them to earn that opportunity here as we go because they're good enough to play for us. But most of those guys did a really good job. Tyler Patrick seemed to have a couple of nice blocks out on the perimeter, and maybe not the prototypical looking receiver. Can you talk about him? Yeah, he's a. Uh, Another guy, I think he had, what, five catches, something like that throughout the game. He's, he's another dirty work guy. He just he does a lot of the dirty work undercover. And, I mean, you don't see, what he's, you don't see it in front of there, but he's, he's blocking on the perimeter. He's doing a good job of creating all those long screens that go for distance because he's doing a good job of blocking those corners and kicking them out. Um, and then, you know, you don't think about him very much, but he's collecting two or three passes here or there. And, you know, sometimes guys' roles like that grow a lot more than people think. And, you look up and the guy's got 40 catches after five games. So from his standpoint, you know, there's not a lot made of him, obviously, but the thing about him is he's reliable. He was reliable last year, and we say this about Tyler. He's one of those guys, he's going to make you playing. 
So you might be trying to replace him. He's going to find a way back on the field because he knows what he's doing and you can count on it. So we were, we were happy with what he did last week. We, we think he's got even more in him. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, you've talked about expecting to win. Is that a culture that was here your first stint as a wide receiver coach? And, and is the second part is, is really the easiest way to do that, just sustain winning? That culture was definitely here when I got here. They had just won an Orange Bowl when I walked in the door. So it, it was absolutely here. And, it, and the, thing, the thing that was the coolest about that was um, what Coach had developed here was, was a tough mindset, and winning was the byproduct of that. And our guys are becoming tougher. Uh, I said this before, you know, old habits, you know, bad habits are hard to break, but good habits are hard to break too. And, I mean, you've got to, there's a lot of that toughness from Coach's regime that's still around here. And not, not as much as there was, but we're trying to get that back. But it's, it's, it was really cool to see. And I came back here, this is my second stint to be back from uh, being here with Coach. And there's a lot of the things that, even though there's been a change in regime, it's been interesting to see some of the toughness that remains here uh, from the foundation that Coach Mangino and his staff were able to lay in place. So uh, we felt like winning was going to be a byproduct of us being the toughest team on the field. And, you know, we're adding to that our, our niche, which is also being the smartest team. Three quarterbacks. Let me just go right here. I, I just was wondering about that dirty work stuff. Are, are receiver and O-line, are those the two? most likely positions where, where that kind of stuff shows up? or Yeah, you know, you think that, but everybody has dirty work to mm -hmm. do. Like for a quarterback, we talk to them and we grade them about, we grade them on their fakes after they, they hand the football off. Uh, we grade them on that. That's dirty work. Guys don't want to do that, but that's holding the backside tackle. That's our backside defensive end. It's holding the backside outside linebacker. And all you need, this game is such a game of inches. It, I mean, if you can create six inches, it might be the difference in a touchdown or a first down. So, we talk about that. You know, one of the big places that we're talking about dirty work with our football team right now is our defensive line, allowing our linebackers to run and make plays. And, man, that's not the most glorifying thing. TFLs is very glorifying for a defensive lineman. And we're going to put you on the move and allow you to make some plays. But there's going to be times where we need you to play a great role and do some dirty work and make sure that that guard and that center can't come off because they can't handle you. They can't pass you off. So that's another area that we've been talking about. Uh, our receivers, body blows, putting body blows on those dead gum corners and those safeties because body blows add up. You don't feel them in the first quarter, but in the fourth quarter, they start dropping them hands, and, man, we got them. You know, so the focus starts from the very beginning. Dirty work allows you to knock a guy out in the fourth quarter. If you're not doing it in the first quarter, it's not going to show up, but you've got to start with being able to do the things that do not glorify and our receivers, they're going to start, that they will put, take more pride in the blocking aspect than they will the pass-catching aspect. That's what they came here to do. we got to start making them a complete player. You had three quarterbacks throw touchdown passes for the first time, I think, ever uh, at, at, at KU. Did that position go about as well as, as expected overall for week one? Yeah, I think it did. I, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that was the first time ever in, in a game, but I was proud of those guys. And the thing that they did well was they they basically played the game the way it was supposed to be played. They didn't do anything extraordinary. All they did was they played by the rules. Um, you know, that's why I love the offense that we run. I mean, I believe in it. I believe in it. And um, the thing that I saw is I saw their eyes when they came to the sideline when they realized that 
hey, man, what Coach is telling me is right. I've got the answers to the test. I mean, and, and he's pushed us. They've pushed us so hard. They told us it was going to be easier in the game. And, you know, that's what Montel said. And he's like, Coach, you were right, man. I mean, it, 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 it slowed down for me out there. And it was good to see that for Montel, for Ryan. Uh, you know, I said it about Carter. Carter's a talented guy now. He can do a lot of things. And he didn't get a lot of reps the other night. But he's a guy that's not going to lay down. we got some good options. Let's take two more questions. You obviously rotated a lot of guys, but offensive line you kind of kept looked like intact for a good portion of that game. How important is that to you to have that group together and playing together? Very important. Um, however, we played ten guys on the offensive line the other night, which is more than I've ever played. Um, and and we didn't play 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 them by necessity. We played them because we were able to do that. And we actually had uh, we had a very difficult game because they didn't show up in anything we saw on tape. We worked the whole week, which is what happens in this offense a lot. We worked the whole week on four down, and they showed up in three down from the word go, and they brought things from all over the place. And, man, our guys did a really nice job of adjusting to it on the road. You know, uh, Adinaji, the freshman, Akeem, he played right tackle and left tackle in the game. Uh, you know, Bragg played center and guard. Uh, those guys – were able to move around, and that was a, a good opportunity for us to see how they were going to handle playing different positions. So, uh, you know, we'd like to keep those guys in there, but we need to see what type of com combinations we can come up with because the Big 12 is a tough conference, and it's hard to keep them healthy. So it was good to be able to move guys around. Coach, you've talked about what you liked from last week. What do you think your team has to improve on before Saturday? Man, that's a, that is a very, very good question. You know, we – we had a lot of things that were really good, but, man, there was a lot of great stuff to go to, go to school on. Uh, first and foremost, um, we are around the top of our conference in all the major penalty categories, which is a huge, huge goal for us. However, the penalties that we took, they're inexcusable, and that's not just on the players. That's on us as coaches. Uh, a couple of the things that happened throughout that game, um, man, those are things that if they, if, if they don't bother you, there's got to be something wrong with you. And it's been a hard couple days around here for myself, our staff, and our players because those things were definitely preventable. Um, and it doesn't have to happen. Just because it's the first game doesn't mean it has to be dirty. We knew that going into it. So we had plans in place to make sure that everything was taken care of. And like I said the other night, most of those plans worked. However, when you lose your focus for just a second, that's when problems happen. And we learned a lot about staying focused, staying focused. And you know, that's something that we're going to be able to get better at. The other thing is uh, straining through the echo of the whistle and understanding that a loaf is not just uh, jogging. I mean, that's not a loaf to us. A loaf is not finishing between the ball carrier and your defender as a receiver on a blocking play. If not, you, you've got a loaf, and those have accountability to them. So there's another level that we're going to have to go to if we're going to continue to be able to experience those Mondays and Tuesdays that we talked about. Because those things are pretty fun, but they, they don't come free. And you got to earn them, and they're only going to get tougher from here starting Saturday with Ohio. So uh, we're looking forward to the opportunity. I didn't get to talk much about it, but, man, they, they got a good offensive unit. they got a good quarterback. He's a fifth-year senior. He had not played a whole, whole lot, but he's very athletic. we got our hands full. Uh, they did have one of their better running backs get banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, but they've got another kid, uh, the Poppy White kid, number four, that is explosive as all get out. Um, he is a guy that is a he can play in this conference and be really good. Uh, we're going to have to know where he's at at all time. I like their tight end. I think he's a very talented guy. He does a lot of things. We got to know where he is. Uh, their center is a dirty dude, man. I like. I mean, not a dirty player. He's a good player. I mean, 
He really is. And they, they've got a veteran group up front. I think they've got two seniors, two juniors, and a sophomore. Um, they're going to be good offensively. We're, we're going to have our work cut out for us. And then, you know, finally, you don't talk about it, but that hidden third, man, they're pretty good in that third. They're pretty good. And they, they their kicker was the special teams player of the week for their conference this, this week. So we're going to have to really do well to be able to be where we want to be this week against this team because Coach Solis' teams, they don't beat themselves. Uh, we're going to have to get busy trying to beat them. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to see where we're at this weekend. So looking forward to seeing you all out there. Appreciate it.